We don't know if Jordan Love is going to be any good as an NFL starting quarterback. To be fair, we don't know how good Justin Fields is going to be this season, but I know which quarterback I'd rather have entering the Week 1 Bears-Packers matchup. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL to get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. On the show today, we look at Jordan Love and Justin Fields head-to-head, especially in lieu of, I think, a lot of conversation from both Bears and Packers media members alike about what these two quarterbacks are going to be able to do in this game and how that will play into this week one matchup. And so I think it's important to kind of go through like where both quarterbacks are at this stage of the process and why Justin Fields very clearly has the leg up entering week one, because so much is unknown about Jordan Love up to this point. And what we have seen from Justin Fields is certainly enough to feel confident in him going into this season with everything the team has continued to do around him to build him up and support what he's able to do. But I think just on the surface level, what gives Jordan Love, what gives Justin Fields the advantage over Jordan Love is just like individually the skill sets of the two quarterbacks. Justin Fields is a dynamic playmaking athlete, a player who is not only capable of special plays, but has produced special plays at a fairly regular rate, right? It's not just one here in one game and then one later on in the rest of the season, but like each and every week, Justin Fields will give you some sort of play where you're like, oh, wow, how how did he do that? Where did that come from? How can I get more of that? That is special ability with the ball in his hands and not always exclusively as a runner either. Cause I know everyone will jump on that right away. Yes, of course, a big part of what makes Justin Fields special and dynamic and playmaking and gives you all of the, the hope for the potential of what he can become as his career continues is how special he is with his legs. He and Lamar Jackson are in a class of their own among mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. Those two guys can do things that even the other mobile quarterbacks can't quite do. You know, the guys like Kyler Murray and, and Jalen Hurts are close. You know, they're, they're right up there. But I think some of the plays that Justin Fields can make in terms of making guys miss, the speed, the acceleration, the agility, the, the just open field instincts, being able to bounce off of tackles and just extend plays with his legs and find a way to take a complete disaster play and turn it into a first down is truly something special that I don't think is properly captured in any statistics or analytics at this point. I mean, you can capture rushing yards. 
You can capture, you know, avoided sacks and you can capture scrambles of sorts, but you're kind of just capturing like pieces, but you're not collectively ga- gathering the, the entirety of, of what Justin Fields was able to do. In addition to his ability to make really impressive throws downfield. We saw him hit some beautiful deep balls, especially a couple plays on the sidelines downfield, tight windows. He has a big, strong arm, and when he has time to load up and fire those balls downfield, even throwing to guys like Equinemius St. Brown, who you may remember torched Jari Alexander last season against the Green Bay Packers, but other wide receivers that are not DJ Moore caliber, that are not even Darnell Mooney caliber when he was injured for a lot of last season and not up to the caliber of we've seen Chase Claypool play at in years past. We have seen... Justin Fields be a dynamic playmaker, certainly more as a runner than a passer, but we've seen him be able to show that as a passer as well. Jordan Love, on the other hand, certainly when you look back at his college tape at Utah State, you know, he does have some arm strength. He does have some throwing ability. There's no denying there is talent in Jordan Love. It's a question of how well he can do that in the NFL, how consistently he can do that. You know, like I said at the beginning, we, we know that Justin Fields is capable of making big plays. I think Jordan Love is capable of making big plays. We just haven't seen it yet. Even in the preseason, there are occasional nice downfield passes. He hit one deep bomb on the right sideline, I think, against was it the Patriots in, in that game that he had a nice deep throw. Missed on some others. And I think when you watch back on Jordan Love in the preseason or look back to, you know, the, the times he's been in the regular season you know, prior to this season. To me, he's a guy who who's very good at, you know, running the quick game, the the short underneath three-step drop, quick release stuff, the 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 checkdowns and kind of the, you know, the slants and the flats and and you know, just kind of the quick rhythm passing. He's he's able to do that really well. Some of the game manager type stuff and and credit to him. You know, he's shown some good touch on those passes, can dial in some tight window throws for sure, but he's not a guy who I see do particularly well you know, when he's flushed off of the pocket and has to throw for like, and not just like rolling out, but like, you know, pressured out of the pocket and has to throw from off platform or awkward arm angles, things that Justin Fields has been able to do well. He's not a guy who I've seen really hone in the deep ball just yet. Like he had the big completion. He's missed some others, underthrows, overthrows here and there. Downfield passing. I still want to see that be more consistent for Jordan Love. And of course, it's very small sample sizes. We're talking about the preseason and a little bit of regular season. So I'm not here to say that Jordan Love can't do those things. But I'll take the quarterback who has shown me in live regular season, real moments, real games, dynamic playmaking ability with both his arms and his legs over a guy who might have it in him and may have occasionally sprinkled a little bit in here or there, but hasn't shown that like consistent wow factor over and over again, the way we saw Justin Fields do throughout last season, you know, once the offense got going after about week five, when they switched up the system a little bit more and started applying it more to the players that they had, as opposed to trying to fit the players that they had into the system that they wanted to run during the early portions of the season. So entering Green Bay in week one, I will take Justin Fields, based on what we've seen up to this point, over Jordan Love because of that dynamic playmaking ability. I also think Justin Fields has that leg up because of what each team has around the individual quarterbacks right now entering week one. Justin Fields has the stronger supporting cast, particularly when it comes to the weapons around him on offense. We'll kind of look at those two those two things head-to-head and, and where Justin Fields has the advantage there next on Locked on Bears. 
The Locked On Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at Harry's Razor. And if you've ever tuned into the Locked On Bears YouTube channel, you can see I've got a nice little beard going here. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 beard, but you know the facial hair is an important part of the look, the beard-mustache combination there. And having a good razor to keep your lineup nice and even on the cheeks and certainly up on the neck to avoid the neck beard is really important to me. And that's why I love Harry's Razors. They've got a great starter set available that has really everything I need. It includes a five-blade German-engineered razor with a weighted handle. It's really nice and easy to use, plus foaming shave gel and a travel cover. Super handy, super easy to use, super comfortable, tight shave that helps keep my facial hair looking great. I've really enjoyed using Harry's razors, and right now you can get it for yourself for just $3 at harrys.com NFL. They've got the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry for a reason. And right now they're still offering a no risk trial. If you don't like your shave, no worries. It's on them. But trust me, you're going to like your Harry's when you get it in your hands. Get your best shave ever this summer and fall with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get their $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. You look at the set of starters around Justin Fields and Jordan Love entering week one in particular, you can't help but clearly see that Justin Fields is in the much better position offensively for sure. And defensively, we can we can start to have that as a separate argument. But I think the bigger picture here is that you're looking at the, the offensive line situations combined with the wide receivers, tight ends and running backs, the other 10 guys around the quarterback. Which group would you rather have around your quarterback right now? I'm taking the Bears supporting cast here. Given the lack of experience that the Packers have at pretty much all of their non-running back skill positions, plus the injuries the Packers are dealing with at those spots, and the boost the Bears have put at a lot of those positions around the quarterback. The spot where the Packers have a good argument is certainly on the offensive line. You know, having a left tackle like David Bakhtiari is something the Bears do not have. And I think Elton Jenkins at left guard has been a really solid, versatile piece for them. Uh, Bakhtiari has also been a guy who doesn't practice a ton and was kind of away from the team for a bit here. And there was speculation that maybe he may end up getting traded to the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. That didn't end up happening. And so I still have some questions about exactly when Bakhtiari may drop off or there, will there be some rust, you know, at some point with him just as he's getting back into the swing of things. But for now, until proven otherwise, Bakhtiari, really, really solid right left tackle for them. Jenkins, really solid left guard. I'm not as sold on, like, the right side of the offensive line, John Runyon and Zach Tom. I think Zach Tom is maybe a little underrated in league circles, but, like, I'm still not super. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm underrating him, too, as a result of that. I mean, he's a fourth-round pick last season, still a young guy who's ascending and getting better. But, you know, I, I still don't necessarily – I'm not as confident in that right side of their offensive line as I think – Packers fans and people who analyze the Packers too are, are feel like pretty good. Like, yes, the Packers probably have the better offensive line head to head. I'll certainly give that across the board with the Tevin Jenkins injury in Chicago. I trust the Packers offensive line more than the Bears offensive line. I don't know how big of a gap that is, but I will definitely give the Packers that spot. The rest of the way, it's Bears or it's push, you know, running back. Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, Roshan Johnson versus Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, plus, you know, the run blocking ability. The Bears were the number one rushing team in the NFL last season. And the Packers had a very similar backfield and a very similar offensive line. And the Bears were the better rushing team last season. So 
Well, maybe, you know, the Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon offer are more well-rounded running backs in some capacity. I think the Bears rushing attack as a whole in terms of making the job easier on the quarterback, the Bears have the better running game. So while like you can start to nitpick on the individual talent of the individual running backs, at best I think you could call that a push, but I think the numbers bore out that even on a bad Bears team last season, this was the best rushing team in football, and the running backs had a big part of that. And yes, David Montgomery's gone, but Dante Foreman and Roshan Johnson are in. There's no one has any kind of concern about the Bears running game, and this is going to be a really big part of supporting Justin Fields in the same way that it would be a big part of supporting Jordan Love, as good as the Packers running game can be. But the Bears have the better running game overall, and maybe the talent is, is pretty close to even in terms of the running back position. Wide receiver and tight end, I don't think it's anywhere close, especially at wide receiver. I feel like Packers fans and analysts, we'll just kind of include the general like Packers media, Twitter fan base and, and you know, you know, analysts and bloggers and writers and podcasters and that stuff. It seems like there's a lot of glossing over of how bad this Packers wide receiver core is. Their wide receiving core right now, Christian Watson, a lot to like last season as a first as a second round pick in his first season. Still only had 600 yards, you know, wasn't their number you know, behind Alan Lazard. But still, like, there's a lot to like about Christian Watson, but let's see him actually be a number one wide receiver before we crown him as a number one wide receiver. Then you've got Romeo Dobbs, who was the fourth round pick last year, who's also injured and might not play in week one, which is a big part of the storyline here. But a fourth round pick who's okay, shown some flashes here and there, but not a number two wide receiver. Uh, they drafted Jalen Reed in the second round this year. I actually like Jalen Reed coming out of Michigan State. I think there's a lot to like there, but a second round pick, in the first game of his rookie season, you don't necessarily expect him to step in and be, again, like a number two guy and pushing any kind of major role there. There's going to be a learning curve for a rookie second round pick. Then they've got uh, Samori Torre, the seventh round pick last year. We're talking about a seventh round pick at wide receiver, plus a rookie fifth round pick and a UDFA. And if Dobbs is not able to go, it's going to be Christian Watson, a seventh round pick, and three rookies at wide receiver. That is not putting Jordan Love in a great position for his pass catchers to make his job easier, to make life easier for him, to be reliable and always know where they're going to be when they're supposed to be there. Even though I think all of those guys across the board have a ton of upside. It's not to say that those are wasted draft picks or they're busts or they're just, you know, never going to be anything good. It's week one of their rookie season or week one of their second season. I mean, every single wide receiver on this team is either a rookie right now or was a rookie last year. They just haven't seen a ton. They don't have a lot of experience. They don't have a lot of proven production. And that's really tough for Jordan Love and a tough a tough contest against the Bears wide receivers with a true number 1,000-yard guy in DJ Moore. Uh, Darnell Mooney being a, a guy who's capable of being a 1,000-yard receiver, can play outside and play in the slot, can be a true number two with some number one upside. You've got Chase Claypool. You're hoping he can get back to being great, but even if he can't, He's still, okay, a, a fine number three option in this offense. I think any of those three wide receivers would be starting for the Packers. You know, Chase Claypool, you can start to make an argument as to is he or is he not better than Christian Watson, but we've seen Darnell Mooney and DJ Moore clearly be better than any receiver on Green Bay. Claypool gets in that conversation. And then you still like your depth with Tyler Scott having some upside as a fourth-round pick. Equinemius St. Brown being a good blocker with some experience in this offense. Sure, not weapons that you're excited about, but depth that if they need to come in for a few snaps here or there, you're not feeling like it's a totally useless player out on the field. The Bears have the much better wide receivers than the Green Bay Packers. And 
it doesn't feel like there's been a many times in recent history that we've been able to say that sentence so confidently. And let's go to tight end too. We can't ignore that. The Packers, I really loved for them that they drafted two tight ends that I liked a lot. Luke Musgrave and Tyler Tucker Craft. I would have wanted the Bears to draft either one of those players. I think they're going to be really good players in the NFL. Tight ends typically don't perform well as rookies. It takes a long time for tight ends to really get up to speed and perform well. Even some of the best tight ends in the NFL struggled as rookies. It's a lot to ask two rookie tight ends to be the focal point there in this, especially in a Matt LaFleur offense. It's just hard to say like those guys are right away going to be great for Jordan Love. Down the line, absolutely. Week one against the Bears, not yet. And for the Bears, you've got all the former Packers tight ends. Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis were in Green Bay last season. Bears got both of them. The Packers lost them. Bears gained them. Plus Cole Komet. Like you feel like, sure, maybe it's not the best tight end group in the NFL by any means. Maybe maybe not even top five, but the Packers might be bottom five. And so if the Bears are top 10, even top 15, you have a, a far superior tight end supporting cast there for your quarterback. Far superior wide receivers. Maybe the running game is at worst a push. And then offensive line leans Green Bay. But Justin Fields is going to be in a much better position offensively for success in this game than Jordan Love will be in. I don't know if it's worth getting. I mean, we're talking about the quarterbacks, and it's not worth getting too deep into the defense. I have some questions about the middle of the Packers defense. But, of course, we have questions about the Bears' pass rush, too. So we can all do a whole podcast comparing these two defenses. But I want to stick with the quarterbacks a little bit more today. And one other key factor between them that I think gets underrated in this conversation is just, I mean, it, it sounds obvious, but it is the experience factor that, yes, Justin Fields has not been stellar consistently throughout his career just yet, but he's seen a lot more than Jordan Love will, and Jordan Love has, and that'll be a big factor in this upcoming game. Well, I want to look more specifically at why the respective quarterback experience matters in this matchup in particular next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at Game time. Game time is a great way to get tickets for all of your favorite live events, whether it's sporting events, whether it's a theater show, comedy, concerts, you know, they've got it all at game time. And the game time guarantee means that you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. They'll literally give you extra money if you find any kind of way to beat their prices for the same seat. They've got great last-minute ticket deals as well. So if there's something that's sold out, but you still want to get into it, Game Time has the way to get it. I love it too because it just helps me see what bands and other shows are going to be in my area that I wouldn't have otherwise known. Otherwise, you got to go to like each venue's website to see their schedule and keep track of their calendars. Game Time has it all for me right on my phone. It makes it super, super easy to... to get to go to all the events I want to get to. I, I go to concerts all the time. I'm a big concert guy and game time has helped me really get some great seats at some great shows. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the promo code locked on NFL to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem the promo code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, Guaranteed. It's obvious that when Jordan Love is taking over as the Green Bay Packers unquestioned starter for the first time, he's lacking in experience. And he has started before. It's not his first career start per se, but the amount that Jordan Love has been exposed to in the NFL is extremely limited. In the regular season, he has attempted 
83 passes across 10 games. That is basically like, what, two or three starts worth of passes, 83, divided by two would be 41 and a half passes, per, so probably more like three starts, which I can't do 81 and a half divided by three. Math is not super quick for me there, but, you know, it's like between 25 and 30. That's probably more like three starts worth of passes he has attempted in his career. He has not seen lots of what teams are going to throw against it throw against him defensively, like what, how they're going to try and stop him and the different kind of things they can deploy against him to make his life difficult as a quarterback. Sure, he has watched four years worth of tape as a backup. He's had plenty of conversations with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and their variety of offensive coordinators and passing game coordinators like Luke Getze that they've had go through that system. And I'm sure he's learned a lot from that. I don't think, you know, you're necessarily going to like Totally surprised Jordan Love with something like he's never heard of before in terms of like a disguised coverage or, you know, different kind of crazy blitz or formation or package or something, right? It's not like he's a rookie who, it's not like this is Trey Lance, right? Where he just hasn't been around the game enough at all. And you're like, this guy's still got to learn like basic quarterbacking stuff on the field and get used to that. But there's something so much different about actually doing it on the field against a real opponent in a real game situation. You know, Jordan Love can practice these plays over and over again. There's no doubt he knows this Matt LaFleur offense like the back of his hand. He's got it memorized. He knows where receivers are supposed to be. He knows what the routes are supposed to be. He knows what the progressions are supposed to be. He knows what the protections are supposed to be. I'm sure he is fluent A++ in the Matt LaFleur offense. You know, you're not going to get the Packers. You're, you're not, you're not going to get him being you know, misreading the play or getting the play call mixed up or having trouble getting guys lined up at the line of scrimmage or thinking a route was supposed to run one direction, but actually it was supposed to run the other way. No, but defensively, he has not had to face the full gamut of coverage disguising blitz them. Yes, he's seen them on tape, sure. But when you are under center at the line of scrimmage and that clock is ticking, there's 10 seconds before the play clock goes off. The safety is moving before the snap. You send your wide receiver in motion, and all of a sudden, the cornerback doesn't follow him the way that you thought he would. Or maybe the linebacker picks somebody else up, and, and the front shifts five seconds before the snap, and you're trying to check the safety again. How far off is the cornerback on the left side? How far off is the slot cornerback? Does it look like the slot cornerback is blitzing? Three seconds on the play clock. What is my play call again? Snap, hike the ball, trying to read which, which okay, now is the safety coming down, or is the safety going deep? Are they rotating their cornerback on the outside? Did he stay off? Did he end up coming up? Did that slot cornerback blitz? trying to see all of that in an actual live game situation where it's not on film. You can't slow it down and replay it and go through it over and over again. It's happening. It's live. It's in front of you. You got to know and you got to grip it. And you got to pull the trigger. You know, it's not, it's not practice where they can't actually hit you and they're not game planned against you and they're not really targeting your strengths and weaknesses it's a live game against opponents that you've scouted a little bit, but you don't have a ton of tape on the week one Bears. You don't have tape on Tyreek Stevenson in the NFL. You know you don't have a ton of tape on what this Bears front four is going to like because there's some different guys in there. You haven't seen these linebackers in this Bears defense before, so you don't know exactly what they're going to give you. You, can, you know what their skill sets are, but not exactly how they plug and play in this Bears defense. There's so much that Jordan Love will not have been able to have been prepared for because he doesn't have the experience. It's not his fault. Doesn't mean he's a dummy. Doesn't mean he's doesn't mean he won't someday be good at all those things, but he just doesn't have them. Whereas 
Justin Fields has played against this Joe Barry defense three times, four times. I, I think he missed one of the Packers games. Has played against the Joe Barry defense a few different times. And certainly there are new personnel in Green Bay. You know, it's not exactly the same 11 starters across the board, although it's a lot of the same guys that he's seen before. So it's not going to be a, a ton of mystery about how certain players play or how they might try and play Justin Fields. And his offensive coordinator, by the way, Luke Getze, will certainly have the scouting report on, on Jordan Love for this Bears defense to prepare for. So they're going to know how to attack Jordan Love, what he does well, what he doesn't do well, how to get underneath him. And so I think Justin Fields' experience in general facing NFL defenses and and having seen a lot of different things that defenses are going to try and throw at him. He's seen teams blitz the heck out of him. He's seen teams drop eight back into coverage and stick in zone to make sure he can't run. Like Justin Fields has been thrown into a, most of the different types of situations that he's going to face in any NFL game starting week one against the Packers. Jordan Love has not been thrown into a lot of those different situations, has not has not been actually out there to experience what it's like to face those things. He's ran through it in his head a thousand times, but when you actually go out and do it, it's a little bit of a different ball game. And Jordan Love does not have the experience yet, and that's not his fault again, but it does give Jordan, does give Justin Fields the experience advantage in addition to the playmaking advantage, in addition to the supporting cast advantage. And so that's why Justin Fields has the leg up over Jordan Love in this week one matchup. I would rather have Justin Fields in this Bears situation than I would Jordan Love in this Packers situation. It doesn't mean things can't happen. It doesn't mean it's a guaranteed Bears victory by any means. I think it's going to be a good, close matchup. I think the Bears have as good of a shot to win this game as they have in any Bears-Packers matchup over the last handful of seasons, dating back to like, what, 2018 at least. And I, and I got to feel like you can have a lot of confidence coming into this one if you're the Chicago Bears. It's why I think the Chicago Bears should be able to pull off the victory in this one and start the season 1-0. We're going to get more in-depth on the Packers for tomorrow's podcast. We'll do our first crossover Thursday of the year with everyone's favorite Green Bay Packers analyst, Green Bay Packers talking head, Green Bay Packers commenter, podcaster, writer, Peter Bukowski. I've already gotten the tweets saying, hey, can you can you pick anybody else for the Crossover Thursday podcast? Shout out to uh, at Cubs and Bears 6, one, sorry, 1685 on Twitter. He sent me the tweet. He said, pretty sure all of us Bears fans would appreciate you picking anybody other than Peter for the crossover this week. I'd rather it was Aaron Rodgers, he said. Uh, I actually do like Peter Bukowski. He's genuinely a really good guy. I've had great conversations with Peter on and off the air. He's a good person, first and foremost. And I love Peter. I totally understand why Bears fans don't like Peter Bukowski. And I, I think he does a really good job of leaning into that and pressing your buttons in a way that is is very effective. But we're going to have a good conversation because of the position the Bears are in entering this game. Right? For a long time doing these crossovers with Peter, it's been Packers are the much better team. And what, what can I sit there and pretend like the Bears are going to be able to beat them when the, the Packers were the much better team? Like, rarely was I in a position to say, like, confidently, oh, yeah, Bears got this. So at that point, I'm kind of playing defense and trying to make a point here and there, but it's been hard to kind of push back when he's been correct that the Packers have been better than the Bears. I think tomorrow's crossover will be a little bit different. I think I'm coming from a, a place of a lot more uh, confidence in this Bears team, and I think I've got a lot more ground to stand on in the arguments back and forth. I think there's going to be some fireworks with Peter Bukowski. So even if you normally don't listen when Peter's on, tomorrow's going to be a different crossover. So give this one a try. If you haven't listened to a Peter Bukowski Locked on Bears, Locked on Packers crossover podcast in a while, 
because things will be different this time around. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast then wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube so you can catch that episode and all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Uh, one last shout out I want to throw out there to uh, he's on Twitter at JUnit4207. His Twitter name is JAnonymous, but uh, his TikTok was Justin Thomas. Justin Michael, excuse me. Sorry to get your name wrong there, Justin. Justin sent me, he, he made a little um, TikTok mashup of me on the podcast two days ago talking about the Bears offense. And I I, I stumbled over my words trying to say you know, he's going to, he'll lead, I was trying to say he'll lead the team in targets, I think. And it kind of came out as he'll lead the league and lead. And it came out like a lead, a lead, a lead, like, like from SpongeBob. And he meshed that up with, with a song that he posted on his TikTok and sent it to me. I would love to play it for you here on the podcast, but we're not allowed to play anything with copyrighted material in it. And even though it's like 10 seconds of a song, I, I couldn't get the thumbs up from the podcast network to play the clip of, of the TikTok that he sent me. But I tweeted it, tweeted it. And I'm going to post it in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group as well. If you want to go check it out, it's it's, it's funny. You got me tongue twisted there, and it flows perfectly into the song. So shout out to, uh, I'm going to make sure I get the name right again, Justin Michael at J underscore unit 4207 on Twitter for putting that together, J Anonymous. Appreciate you listening and uh, keep me on my toes with, uh, with getting tongue twisted there. Appreciate everyone who tunes into Lockdown Bears each and every day. Jay J- J Anonymous said he's an everydayer here. That's part of why he made the video. Love our everydayers tuning in five days a week for Lockdown Bears because then when you tune in every day, you're getting another opportunity to bear down.